You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, it's hour two on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show, the Calvin Ridley story, the fallout, the NFL hypocritically harsh in their punishment with Calvin Ridley. More on this story coming up. Our good buddy Ross Tucker, former NFL lineman, now a broadcaster for CBS Watchwood One. Ross will join us a little bit. We'll also check in with Nick Wright, Fox Sports. He'll join us in the final hour of the program. Seton, give us the poll question and the results from the first hour. First hour, Dan, Calvin Ridley's punishment was right now 53% of the audience say fair, 36% saying it's too harsh. What you have to understand, there's a few things that we have to understand, and you may already understand this. When the NFL announced that they were going to raise the salary cap, they raised the salary cap, I think, $25 million per team. That's based off new revenue. That's based off gambling revenue. Players have to be aware of that, that you're getting your cut of gambling and you're being asked not to gamble. Calvin Ridley, I know it's only $1,500. He wasn't even playing. I understand all of those things, but you have to be aware whether you're an active player or not. And he did sit out. They, uh, I think he checked out of the Falcons at Halloween, said he had to kind of get his life in order. But, you know, the risk and the reward, he was bored. He said that he couldn't even watch these games unless he had some money on it. But the NFL doesn't want these stories. You know, there are, there are sports crimes, there are real crimes, there are sports crimes. And I know we're trying to combine those two and go, well, he got a full season, but Adrian Peterson only got this. Adrian Peterson, that's a real crime. The NFL is looking at Calvin Ridley. That's a football crime. He was gambling legally, but publicly legally, not NFL legally. Players got more revenue streams. The NFL looking for more revenue streams. You're asked not to gamble. And is it harsh? Is it, you know, over punishing? Yeah, probably so. But the NFL has to do it. It's like Charles Barkley told me one time. I said, how do you deal with uh, boyfriends coming over? He said, well, I figure if I shoot the first one, then word will get around to all the rest <laughs> of them. That's what the NFL is trying to do. Hey, message sent. At least you would think so. Now, is that going to stop players from gambling? No, it's not. Do I think other players gamble? Yes, I do. I'm not that naive. But Calvin Ridley is probably thinking, look, we're in business. I should be able to gamble. I'm not playing. I, I, I don't know what's in his mind. We did reach out to him and see if he wanted to join us to tell us his side of the story here. But it's going to cost him $11 million. He bet $1,500 is going to cost him $11 million in salary. And he probably thought, this isn't a big deal. And it isn't, in our minds. But the NFL, that, that, that's who you answer to. Not us. Yes, yeah, Eden. Calvin Ridley could probably start a gambling podcast right now and make his $11 million back <laughs> sometime in the next year. Well, only if he's good. I don't know if he's any good. Well, he has to be entertaining. He doesn't have to be a good oh, gambler. No. He just yeah. has to be entertaining. Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, when we started the offseason, the, the Packers, Aaron Rodgers said he wouldn't drag his decision out on what was going to happen in his future. Now, there's still time left before the new league year officially begins, but Rodgers is doing exactly what he said he wouldn't do. And that hasn't stopped the Packers from trying to keep him. It was reported yesterday Green Bay has made a significant contract offer to Rodgers. The deal would reportedly reshape the quarterback market. 
So if that's the case, we're looking at least $50 million per year. Is it three years? 150? I don't know if that's the kind of money that Aaron Rodgers is going to turn down to go someplace else. Can he earn that money someplace else if he goes to Denver? Does the money matter to him? I would think at this stage of his career, winning another Super Bowl would matter most. Rodgers, unpredictable. I don't know if he wants to stay. Rodgers has remained noncommittal. But, I, I, you know, I've tried not to stress too much about this. Stress at all about this in trying to figure all of this out. Because I still think Green Bay is the best place for him, given that division. Devontae Adams, uh, his friends on the team, and a better chance of winning a Super Bowl. Because it feels like the top-end teams are in the AFC right now. The NFC, it feels like it's vulnerable. But if, if you're able to look at this and go, hey, I could go back to the NFC title game again. I got a better chance of going there than going to the AFC title game with Denver. But I don't know if that matters. I don't know what matters to him. Because he's almost fallen into this zen-like world vacuum. And maybe he's, you know, there's going to be something that tips the scales where he goes, you know, the reason why I stayed or the reason why I decided to go. And we may go, oh, okay, didn't figure that. But for us, I would think you're looking at your legacy, the history of the sport at that position. Where do you stand? And maybe it doesn't matter. That's why it's tough to, you know, to handicap this. You got Devontae Adams if they franchise him. You got him for one more year. But look at that that division. Bears, Lions, Vikings. Oh, my. No problems there. You're going to win at least five of the six games against those teams, it feels like. You might slip up against the Vikings. But, all right, you can get the best field. You, know, you can get best record home field advantage. Now you got a chance again. Now, granted, he hasn't done well in the playoffs, hasn't done well NFC title games at home. But if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I get paid. I get to still have Devontae Adams. And it feels like I can add to my legacy more so in Green Bay than any other place. Yeah, Paul. I like your theory about we don't know the reason. But what if, what if Rodgers stays with the Packers and he does an Instagram post and he's wearing like a poncho and he's on a beach and you know, there's sitar music playing. And he goes, I just want to let you know the reason I stayed was $150 million. Yeah. Like it was just the money. I, I'm fine with that. If that's why he's going to stay, but it just, we're, we're getting to the point where, what is he waiting for? Like he's truly torn. Okay. What's going to decide that you're truly torn. So you decided to what the Packers, I think it felt like released this contract information yesterday to tell their fan base. We did everything we could do. It's on him. He didn't, he didn't want to stay. We offered him a contract that would change the entire NFL. He didn't want to stay. Yeah, Seton. You know, when you put it like that, that the Packers leaked that in order to get ahead of him leaving, that does kind of seem like he's going to leave then. (laughs) If they're already doing some kind of like preemptive damage control of like, hey, we offered him the galaxy and he just said no. Well, 
this is me reading into it of what I think because it could. Yeah, yeah, I'm reading right there with you, buddy. Oh, okay. I'm right. Heck yeah. <laughs> let's go down that rabbit hole. All right. Let's recap our bets from the uh, first hour here. I don't know what Todd predicted. All right. Broncos. Okay. I was wishy-washy. Denver Broncos. No, you were Todd. You were, uh, you know, I, I think he's going to go back to uh, Green Bay, but I want him to go to Denver. So what's your prediction? Uh, Denver. Wait, you just said he's going back to Green Bay. I was very confused. No, no, no. on the fence thing. Okay, so you say he's going to go to Denver. Yeah, let's say that. Seton? I said he's staying at the Packers, but now I regret it. But I'll stay with it. Okay. Marvin, you got Packers? Yes. All right. Paulie? I'm staying with the Broncos. All right. I'll stay with the Broncos. Anybody want a do-over? Seton, you can have a do-over if you want to uh, join us here. Yeah, I would, but now I'll just stay with the Packers. Okay, all right, fair enough. (laughs) <laughs> that's good okay okay <laughs> i'm very fair-minded here you know three-hour show you can change your mind anytime. i mean if i was a gambling man i would say the packers but in my heart what i truly believe is oh, that's gonna be the Titans. oh my god it's never a simple question I with you i, I ever, complicate things ever. all the time it's just where do you think aaron Rodgers is going to be next year all i had to just say was broncos just one word that's it <laughs> two syllables that would have cleared it all up but you still can't do it. I know. You started bringing pastries into it, and that guy panicked. I apologize. Broncos. Okay. Pastries, like the pie thing. That's what I meant by pastries. Oh, when I said, like would you a take pie a pie? I don't know. It's a pie in the line. I'm not sure. Packers, Broncos. Yeah, no, it's not like a pie made of glass. I know. It's, very you know, it's not like <laughs> nails in the pie. It's probably going to be whipped cream, and then you wipe it off. It's, it's not, like, oh. like I'm going I'm to be in the hospital for eight to ten weeks if you throw a pie in my face. I know, but I just wanted you to commit because you were going back and forth. But you know me 20 years. How, how committal am I to pretty much anything? Maybe like if you bring a pizza in, especially if it's Seton's lunch, I'll commit to taking a piece of that. Outside of that, I'm very you know, wishy-washy. <laughs> Yeah, Paul. You get asked Todd the simplest question. I know. The, the other I, day I said, "Hey, Todd, would you like a breakfast sandwich?" Oh, I'm not really big on the breakfast sandwich, but if there's uh, if there's one around, I'll, sometimes uh, on a Saturday I'll treat myself. But like during the week, so I, don't I, know. I I actually had one and I was going to give it to him. I had an extra one, mm. and I just asked him, "Todd, would you be up for a breakfast sandwich?" As a, as a concept, he was. He was very generous. He brought one in for Seton, and he but he wouldn't answer me. And I was like, I don't know. Then I'm going to have to go to the bathroom in the middle of the show. Maybe I'll eat it later. I don't know. It was just too much. He didn't need all that. I should have just said no thank you, but I gave him like my whole life story and uh, medical history as to why I'm not accepting his sausage, egg, and cheese. True story. Yeah, I know. 877-3DP-SHOW. <laughs> Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle. Uh, what is our Twitter handle on DP Show? Baseball will lose his second week of games. Deadline is today. LeBron rest. Lakers lose. And uh, if anybody deserves a day off, it's LeBron. But uh, they lost to San Antonio. You know, the bigger story, I think, that's emerging out, well, there's two stories that I'm keeping an eye on. And that is, you know, LeBron going, you know, full tilt for the uh, scoring record. He's not going to get it this year. Next year, he'll break Kareem's record. But do you start to save him a little bit for the playoffs? Can you save him for the playoffs? He's going to pass Carl Malone. You're the ninth seed here. He did sit out, got a sore knee. He's playing at a very high level again. But I just wonder what kind of shape he'll be in if you do get to the postseason. Yeah, Paul. Right now, the standings, the Clippers are having a good week. They're 7-3 and three in their last 10 games. The Clippers are up to 34-32. They're entrenched in the eighth seed, if you mm-hmm. can be. Yeah. The, the Lakers are 29 and 30, 20, sorry, 28 and 36. They're the ninth seed, but nobody below them is really making a run. The Pelicans, the Trailblazers... 
the Spurs, the Kings, they're all within striking distance, but none of them are really above 500 lately. If Zion happens to come back for these final couple of weeks, the way New Orleans is playing, uh, and I guess he got uh, a good medical report, you know, to continue with his rehab, but, you know, the Pels are playing pretty well. And I don't know if Zion can come back and, and change all of that. Yes, Todd. What if the Clippers, after sweeping the Lakers in the regular season, meet up with the Lakers at a play-in game and knock them out after going 4-0 against them and then they make it five or six wins against them, depending on where they finish, how many games they have to play each other? What, what does that do to Southern California and the NBA? How wild would that be? Did I do ask, answer, ask, answer, ask thing? Yeah, you did. I did a little bit. Uh, but I, was, I wanted your opinion. What does that do to the? I know the it's the Lakers and the Clippers are the secondary. So team. you're asking, answering, asking, and now answering, I, and then asking I'm again. Re- what do you think if the Clippers beat the Lakers in a playing game after having swept them in the regular season? I think that that would be uh, something that's not surprising. That would be very traumatizing to the average fan of the purple and gold. I would think to get swept by the lowly Clippers or what once was the lowly Clippers and then a playing game, they meet each other, the two LA teams and the Clippers knock them out and beat them again. I think that'd be crazy. I, I don't think the Clippers are lowly Clippers. But they once were, and it's, there's still people that still think of the Clippers. Oh, it's still, it's the Lakers. And oh yeah, the Clippers are there too. No matter what the Clippers do, unless they win an NBA title, it's all the Lakers. And then, oh yeah, the Clippers, Clippers are, have made the playoffs nine of the past 10 seasons. But who's really walking around in Clipper gear other than Billy Crystal or something? If you're, you know, if you're walking around L.A. or you think of L.A., there's the Lakers, and then, oh, yeah, the, the, those guys, they share the arena with the Lakers. That's is just it, what it is. I'm just telling you what it is. Is this 1987? Like, what, what are you talking I about? Don't think, I don't think the Clippers still, to this day, I don't care how many times they go to the playoffs or how much they flirt when they get their big duos and trios and all the deals they've made. They're still the Clippers to me. And I think most of Southern California feel the same way. Yeah, see. It's not crazy to think that the Lakers are the biggest basketball team in L.A., right? No, it's obvious. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was going to say the problem with Todd's thing is anytime Todd said, says the words, could you imagine yeah. in a thing, you know it's going to go off on a crazy tangent. Would yeah. they even have a parade for the Clippers or would they hold it like at a small park, like a playground, like that's a connected to an apartment building? Wait, 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 wait. I'm taking a shot wait, to the Clippers. That's like, where, where are we going? What are we doing? Because I don't think anyone cares about the Clippers in, in L.A. Well, why did you bring up the Clippers if nobody cares about the Clippers? Because I think it would be fascinating that the right. Lakers would get swept by them and then possibly then get knocked out in the first round in a playing game by them. It would be fascinating. And then the Clippers would continue to be irrelevant even after doing that, I guess is my point. I see what Todd's saying, but that's a very 80s, 90s Clippers argument. The Clippers have been a quality franchise the past, at least the past 12, 13 years. They're relevant. They're, they, you know, they've underperformed a few years, but you expect them to be in the playoffs. There was a time when the Clippers were like the Cubs or the Cleveland Indians, and they were just all joke. That was a long time ago. Yeah, but how crazy would it be? Though, yeah, I know. If they swept them a five game, or depending on you know which series they were in, how many times they would have they, to play. They beat them five or six <laughs> times this year. <laughs> Fascinating. It'd be crazy. They're certainly not going to make some uh, HBO show about them, even if they were to win the championship the next three years in a row. The HBO show that's on now is about the 80s. I understand that, but it's still everything is Lakers is my point. Yes, Captain Obvious. Like, what is your point? All I was saying was... Uh, uh, no, I, no, I, I, I don't know what you're saying. I, I don't know I, what you're saying. I think Seaton had it right. Like, oh, my no, point no. is, can you no, imagine no. what if the Clippers I, I sweep them care. and beat no, them in the play? I don't. I got to take a break. You should take a break. God. I think Ross Tucker's coming up. 
Can I just walk out of here and just leave? You really can't. One of us can. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you, though. Okay. We're going to take a break. Like another hour and 40 minutes We're going to take a break. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. And I just hooked you up with clothes this morning, didn't I? You did? Yeah. Link Soul. Link Soul, I love it. It's very comfortable. I don't even have a T-shirt on underneath. I gave you all of this Link Soul stuff. Those folks... Send in all this stuff, and then you show up in a ratty T-shirt, and I go, I, I just gave you all this great stuff to wear. I just grabbed something in the darkness of the closet, and I was running a little late. And Okay, get rid of all of that, because of I gave you great clothes. All the Danets got this, Link Soul. Uh, really love our new uh, clothing partner here. Got a chance to meet the owner of Link Soul. Got to see the shop there in Oceanside. And uh, doing some great designs there. And uh, really, really pleased with uh, the partnership there. Uh, I've got Link Soul on right now. LinkSoul.com. Bubba Watson, big fan. Uh, two-time Masters champ. And uh, former U.S. Open winner Jeff Ogilvie. Uh, quarterback Alex Smith, also an ambassador there. Go along with uh, Dan Patrick and the Danette. So, Link Soul. Go to LinkSoul.com. Let me know what you think of the uh, clothes that they have there. I got it not only for beach wear, but also uh, hoodies there. Got shoes there as well. Uh, Linksold.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight, the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Update the poll results there, Seton. Dan, right now uh, we have 53% of the audience thinks Calvin Ridley's punishment was fair. Uh, 36 say it's too harsh, 10% too lenient. All right. Ross Tucker, CBS Westwood One color analyst, host of the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. What options do you think the NFL had with Calvin Ridley, Ross? Not many, Dan. Uh, I mean, it's something that they talk about often, even back when I played, when it wasn't legal in the United States to bet on NFL games. It's all over the locker room. I mean, both in the stadium and at the practice facility. It's one of the first things they tell you at the start of training camp every year they are very clear that you can, not only can you not bet on NFL games, you can't be associated with people that bet on NFL games. They know that you can't be giving your buddies tips and things like that. I think they had to suspend him for a year. I think they did the right thing. But can you see, I'm trying to see his side of things. So when he does his appeal, and I guess he's got three days to do that, is there any wiggle room, do you think, for him to say, look, I wasn't playing. I didn't go to a bookie. I, I didn't bet against my team. I only bet $1,500. I wasn't trying to hide. Can you, can you see the commissioner listening to this going, okay, I'm going to change your suspension? You know what's interesting about that, Dan? It seems like over the years that if you're honest with Goodell – that goes a long way with him. Now, i got to be honest with you. I'm not sure who exactly hears the appeal. So I'd be curious to mm. see who that is. If it does go to the commissioner because it's discipline, I, it would go to Goodell. And if people are just open with him and forthright, that does seem to give him a little bit of leniency. I just think 
with the explosion of legalized sports betting in the United States, it's going to be tough for them to reduce this punishment. I think that they feel like they need to send a very strong message to the other 2,000 NFL players. Uh, gambling come up when you play? You know what's funny, Dan? The only two times it ever came up were my first game in college and my last game in the NFL, if you can believe that. I'll never forget, Dan, I'm 18 years old. I'm playing for Princeton. We're playing Cornell. I'm a freshman. It's the season opener. I'm on the punt team and the field goal extra point team. And I don't know why, but maybe it's probably for the Wall Street guys. But back then, they would have the Ivy League lines would be in the newspaper. And this is 1997. My dad calls me that week, Dan, and he says, Hey, Ross, if I give you a signal in the fourth quarter, let Cornell block the punt. <laughs> and I, I, obviously, he was joking, but it was kind of crazy to think – 18 I just had the prom three months ago and there are people actually wagering money on this like what if I tripped or missed this block it was kind of an eye-opening thing my dad was joking but it was still funny and then the last one Dan is unbelievable my career ended with a neck injury against the Ravens and for for Washington in 2007 so I'm on injured reserve okay which means you get paid for the whole year. But I knew I was retiring. I knew I had a herniated disc in my neck and bruised my spinal cord. I knew I was on. So I didn't go to any games or anything, but you get paid. So picture this, Dan. It's week 17, last week of the regular season. My wife and I and all my high school buddies, we go to my one buddy's house in Charleston, South Carolina. It's New Year's Eve. We're going to have a big night. And the Cowboys are playing Washington. If Washington wins, they make the playoffs. If they lose, they're out. So if Washington wins, I get $18,000. So it's about 30 minutes until the game starts, and I tell my buddies, and now remember, I'm from Reading, Pennsylvania. I tell my buddies, hey, if if Washington wins, I get $18,000. Three of them pick up their phone. They're like, let me call my bookie. You got to put 9,000 on the Cowboys right now. You got to hedge. You got to put 9,000 on the Cowboys. I'm yeah. like, no, I'm not doing that. That's illegal. I'm not doing that. I will say this, though, Dan. Watching a football game where you have $18,000 riding on it, having beers with your buddies, I have never been more into a football game in my whole life. I mean, it was unbelievable. Washington won. Uh, we made the playoffs. I knew I was getting the 18 grand. I paid for everything that night for New Year's Eve. It was epic. Uh, we're talking to Ross Tucker, uh, the meathead, James Vanderbeek. By the way, James Vanderbeek turns 45 today. The actual James Vanderbeek. You turned 43 last Wednesday, so I don't know if you've ever crossed paths with the actor James Vanderbeek. You could play his little brother in a movie. Uh, well, little but bigger, brother. Yeah. Uh, no, we haven't crossed paths. One time when I was filling in for you, Fritzy uh, got him booked, and then he canceled it. And I think it's, I think it's because <laughs> of what I said about him on the show. I, I think on the show we were talking about Dawson's Creek, and I just thought he was a little bit of a. Uh, I thought he was a little bit 
too soft on Dawson's Creek, okay? Or even, to be honest with you, I thought his priorities were all screwed up on um, in that movie. <laughs> well, wait, Marcy what's Blue. softer, acting in Dawson's Creek or watching Dawson's Creek? Oh, I watched Dawson's Creek every episode. I would get together with the girls in college. It was me and like 12 girls watching Dawson's Creek. It was amazing. But in Dawson's Creek, he was always like, oh, Joey, why don't you love me? So I didn't like that. And then Varsity Blues, he's starting high school football in West Texas, and he's caring about academics and trying to get into Brown. He needs to focus on what matters and what, oh, and the girl with the whipped cream comes in and he does nothing with it. She's got whip. Oh, she's only wearing whipped cream. He does nothing. I am convinced Vanderbeek heard me talking crap on his characters <laughs> on your show and canceled on Fritzy as a result. And those are all fair points. Was it Ali Larder? I like how you say it like you don't know. Yeah, yeah. The, the whipped cream girl. All right, we have a Aaron Rodgers bet where Aaron is going to end up. You got to decide today. Where does Aaron Rodgers stay, go, Broncos, Steelers, Titans, retirement, other? Yeah, man. I'm going to go – I'm going to ultimately say Green Bay. Okay. Um, I think my hesitation is because if it was Green Bay – you, th- you would think that he would have already said that by now. But there's been enough talk I've seen of LaFleur meeting with Aaron Rodgers' agent and David Dunn, his agent, talking with Russ Ball from the Packers. I guess I don't understand why your agent would be spending that much time talking contract with the team if you were planning to leave. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I think all these reports about him being torn or whatever are just a way to get more favorable contract terms or more money or more leverage, whatever he's looking for. I don't know. I'm going to say he stays in Green Bay. Yeah. It feels like they're giving him everything that he wants. They're bringing back his old quarterback coach, Tom Clements. Uh, It felt like Green Bay is going to release this information of, hey, this is sources. This is going to change the quarterbacking market salary-wise. That doesn't get out unless you feel like maybe Aaron is not going to come back and we did everything we could to keep him. It's a fair point. It feels like most of the reports that have come out have been from the Packers side. It's not like Aaron Rodgers camp would be leaking that, you know, he's been offered 50 million or they're going to make him the highest paid guy. You know, that doesn't really help Aaron's image if the belief is that this is about money. I think most people want to believe at least that this is not about money. It's about him going where he has the best chance to win the Super Bowl, which, by the way, I don't know how you argue that that's Denver over Green Bay. I think that's a tough argument to make, especially in the AFC over the NFC. I just think he's having a tough time realizing what Brady did last year, what Stafford did this year, and not thinking that maybe he also needs that change of scenery to get another one. Yeah, I think that's a fair point as well. We have a, a draft bet, quarterback draft bet, and we haven't talked to you since we made it. Paulie has a bet uh, that he thinks a quarterback goes in the first 13 picks this year. And uh, the over-under is set at 13 and a half. Are you with Paulie? First 13 picks, we have a quarterback selected, or are you going to take the over? I'm with Paulie. Uh, I'm going to go the under on that. I think 
You know, it's tough, obviously, because we haven't gotten to free agency yet or seen what happened with any type of trade market. But I, I think Washington ends up taking a quarterback at 11 if they don't get a guy. And I don't know if they're going to get somebody else. I mean, there's just not that many guys available. And Washington has evidently called everybody already. He literally, they called the Chiefs about Mahomes, which is amazing. That would be great content, by the way, to have that conversation be videoed when they ask if Mahomes is available for trade. Yeah. I just don't know that Washington's going to be able to get a veteran that they're happy with. And I think at 11, they'll probably end up taking one of these kids. So I'll go with Paulie on the under. You were uh, joking about Kenny Pickett's small hands and um, the fact that, uh, you know, he played outdoors, played in Pittsburgh. How did that go over on Twitter? Darren, it is remarkable how much people cannot sense sarcasm <laughs> on Twitter. I mean, but can we come out level, with I, Ross? How about sarcasm font? Like, you know that if you write it this way in, in cursive or whatever, that you mean to be sarcastic. Yeah, but that kind of ruins the fun. You know, for a while, <laughs> I was I literally, for people that didn't see it, my Twitter is at Ross Tucker NFL, and I said, Kenny Pickett's hands are way too small for him to be able to play in a cold-weather NFL city like <laughs> Pittsburgh. Knowing, by the way, I live in Pennsylvania. I'm from Pennsylvania. I know Kenny Pickett was just at Pitt the last five years. It's a joke. You know, I've gone full spectrum on this, Dan. For a while, I thought it was funny that people were just this dense and that, like, they didn't get the joke. But now it's actually a poor reflection on me. Like, these people either don't know who I am or they think I'm that stupid. <laughs> it's not funny anymore. Don't laugh. It's I'm not, not funny I'm not. Anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we actually had a hand measurement size uh, here on the show. I heard. I can't believe Marvin yeah. has the smallest hands. Yeah, Marvin. Marvin's like 6'2", probably 220. And uh, he has very, very small, delicate hands. I'm shocked. Guess what? This is going to surprise you. I don't have very big hands either. I think I used to wear like an XL glove because when you're wearing gloves as a lineman or really any player, you want it to be as tight as possible. Like you almost want it to be painted on. You don't want there to be any extra fabric at all because you want to feel like you're not wearing gloves even though you are. I, I actually have short arms and small hands. <laughs> Those are my two worst qualities. But I have a huge head and a crazy torso. I'm basically like a real-life Mr. Potato Head. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Watch. Look how big my head is. Yeah. Now, I, I can't put it like a – watch. My head is way bigger than my hand. Yes. Look at that. Yes, it is. Way bigger than my face. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I don't have very – and it was an issue. Like, if the – I, I will say this. If the weather wasn't good and I was playing center like in Buffalo or New England, it's not easy. It's not easy to grip the ball. Like, there is something to that. Yeah, we don't make a big deal out of wide receiver's hands or the center's hands, but we do make a big deal out of the quarterback's hands. It, it's an issue for centers, not as much of one – 
as quarterbacks, obviously, you're not controlling the ball. You're not throwing the ball. People, I mean, Dan, by the way, you should see that tweet. People hit me back with the exact temperature of every game he played for in Pittsburgh. <laughs> People were telling me that there was four games the Steelers played after Pitt's last game in December and January where the temperatures fell below. I mean, people take this stuff. We realize this is football, right? Like, this is fun. He's a good quarterback. Like, people take some of this stuff way, way too seriously. That's why we love having you on, Ross. Thanks for uh, joining us, as always. Of course. See you guys. That's meathead James Vanderbeek, Ross Tucker. Ross Tucker football podcast. Also, Even Money podcast. You can find him on social media at Ross Tucker NFL. Because when I first read it, I thought, oh, gosh, Ross is going to get torched on Twitter because he is thinking Kenny Pickett can't play outside because he has small hands. And I go, uh, okay, he got me. And and because I was gonna, I was gonna say to Paul, hey, reach out to Ross. You know, he's gonna get roughed up. Here. Help him out. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. Your phone call is coming up after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Hey, hey, Mike check. check, check, check. Hey. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Boyle spins it to the middle, picked off. After the CU, a chance here to win it. After the CU, score! Kings win! What a game! What a night! What a trip! Kings, back-to-back games. Uh, Pick up the win over the Bruins. Valley Sports SoCal. Discover. Discover people who care about you. Treat you as a valued customer. You deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more. Discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Uh, Chris in Sacramento. Hey, Chris, what's on your mind today? Uh, thanks. Good morning, Dan. Um, I just wanted to let Marvin know and put him in a better mood that I have way smaller hands than he has. I actually measured him yesterday. I was on a trip in Arizona on Friday and Monday, so I couldn't call in. But I got six and a half inch hands, so to help Marvin out, I just want to let him know he's, he has bigger hands than me, so he shouldn't feel that bad about himself. Okay. Well, there, Chris, trying to cheer up Marvin. Do you feel better because Chris has... Smaller hands than you do. I feel way better now. I can nope. cancel my therapy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Some guy you've never met has smaller hands than you. I hope you feel better. Yes, Paulie. Can you imagine Marvin walking to a therapist's office with his hands <laughs> in his jacket for the entire 50 minutes? I, in, in his pockets. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so why are you here, Mr. Prince? Uh, I've got small hands. Excuse me? What? <laughs> yes, I have, I have small hands. I have big hands envy. 
I can't fix it. Okay. Let me see your hands. Promise not to laugh. Oh, my God, they are small. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, Marvin, it's not the size of your hands. It's what you do with your hands that matters. Uh, Paulie uh, sent this to me, that there was a survey done in England, and uh, it was uh, 2,000 adults were voting on the saddest song of all time. Some of the finalists, uh, R.E.M.'s Everybody Hurts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You. Yep. Clapton's Tears in Heaven, which was written about his son. Uh, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Yesterday by the Beatles. Uh, it's interesting. A bunch of those are covers. Uh, well, Sinead O'Connor, that was Prince's song, yeah. right? Yeah, and Whitney Houston, is that's Dolly Parton. Yeah. You know that Dolly Parton wrote... Uh, I will always love you and Jolene in the same day. Oh, same day. I, you got you got to pace yourself. You got to spread yeah, that out. That's true. You know, one big afternoon. But they always talk about how these songs come to you, and then you'll hear somebody say, "I wrote it in 15 minutes." I don't know what that feeling is like, and when does it stop? Because there there are certain groups where you go, they just ran out of hits, and then you have other bands, and you go, how do they keep doing it? Like the Stones have this catalog where you go, how do they do that? The Beatles, how do you do that? And then all of a sudden, Prince, and, you know, posthumously, we're going to be playing music that has never been released by him. All right, let's pick out the saddest song ever. Todd, I'll start with you. Cats in the Cradle by Harry Chapin. All right. A child arrived oh. just the other day. He came to Anybody who has a son knows this. That's a good song. So is this like the uh, the kid's going to become like the dad and nev- not have time for yes, him his either? son. Yes. Right? Yes. History yeah, yeah. repeats itself. Right, yeah. right, right. All right. Seton yeah. O'Connor, saddest song to you is? The saddest one that always gets me. There's a song by Radiohead called Fake Plastic Trees that uh, is is really a good one. The green plastic watering can For a fake Chinese rubber there's this one. It's a, it's, it's an awesome song. Well, it's it's fake plastic trees. Oh, yeah. I, I I can't help but laugh though that he's singing about fake plastic trees. But yeah, well, it's about like human connection in a you know materialistic world kind of thing. Mm. You know, you might you might have to go a little yeah, deeper. Yeah, I, I don't. I try not to go that deep on my. Sad There's this song. moment though, like. <laughs> Two and a half minutes into the song, say mm. though, where it really like crescendos and it's really powerful. Mm. It's a great song. Okay. Marv, saddest song. I got one by Stevie Wonder. I never dreamed you leave in summer. I never dreamed you'd leave in summer. this about to you marvin actually they played it at my aunt's funeral and it gets me ouch yeah she died in july like not this past year but in a and played it and it was just 
Oof. Good luck topping that one, Paulie, unless you have a song about your <laughs> dead you're dad. glad you weren't laughing at that one there, Dan. You didn't ask me who my dead person is that's tied to my song while you were laughing. Who's the fake plastic tree? Yeah. Who is that person? No, that's okay. It's just a crushing moment in my life, but I'm glad you're laughing at it. <laughs> uh, Paulie? One of my favorite artists is a guy named Warren Zevon. I think he's a little old school, but people still know him. Werewolf of London? Werewolf of London, Ooh. Warren Zevon. Warren Zevon was great. He was on Letterman when he was sick. Warren Zevon got mesothelioma lung cancer in uh, uh, summer of 2003. He wrote this song after he found out he had terminal illness. It's called Keep Me in Your Heart for a While. Shadows are falling and I'm running out of breath. Keep me in your heart for a while. If I leave you, it doesn't mean I love you any less. Keep me in your heart for a while. Yeah, Paulie. If you remember the movie Funny People with Adam Sandler, yeah. Adam Sandler's character thinks he has a terminal illness, and Seth Rogen makes a mixtape for him, and he plays this song, and Sandler gets Sandler's character gets emotional. It's a great use of the song. Hmm. I kind of liked um, The Long and Winding Road because it, it was the end of the Beatles. It was, I think, Paul wrote it originally for uh, Ray Charles. And but it was it was the last single by the Beatles. Yes, uh, yeah, Marv. Did they play it at your aunt's funeral? Uh, no, no, they did. They did. Uh, they they played it at my dead dad's funeral. Topper. Yeah, Ooh, you got yeah, me. Gotcha. gotcha. Boom, gotcha. Yeah. we always got that one. Yeah. Yes, Marv. You had a dad though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got long and winding road there ready for me. <laughs> I Casey, don't, Casey. Okay. All right. Yeah. You know, it's a good one. Uh, you ever listen to Towns Van Zandt waiting around to die? No. That's a banger. That's a real good one. Uh, what's the Coldplay one? That's kind of sad. It's no fix you. Yeah. And I'll fix you. That's a good one. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of sad songs. You ever heard uh, Glenn Campbell? I'm not going to miss you. There's what? There's a one. It's sort of like along the lines of Paulie's Warren Zevon one. He had just been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And I think that might be one of the last songs he ever wrote. Hmm. Uh, so who won the contest here? Marvin? What? Uh, what time? Hey, Paul's is pretty good. No, one other one that I used to always get very emotional was Billy, Don't Be a Hero, if you remember that song. <laughs> he goes off to war, and then she finds out that he died. She kept telling him, don't be a hero, come back and make me your wife. And Marvin then... just laughed at you. He did. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't mean to, but you did. Billy, don't be a hero. Come back to me. That's making me sad. Yeah. <laughs> and she got a letter that told how Billy died that day. The letter said he was a hero. She should be proud he died that way. She threw the letter away. Can anybody talk that? Everybody hurts from Mario. Sometimes. That's pretty good one. Yeah, pretty good. Final hour coming up. More phone calls. Less singing. Nick, <laughs> Nick Wright will join us. Two hours in the books. One more to go. Back after this. One more item. We close that hour to simply safe home security. I think it's the best home security. U.S. News, PC Magazine, Popular Science. They think it's the best home security. In fact, U.S. News just named simply safe the best home security of 2022. 
and we're only into March. Simply Safe protects your whole home around the clock, every door, every window, every room. And it's backed by the best 24 7 professional monitoring in the business, ready to dispatch police, firefighters, EMTs to your home. Comprehensive set of sensors and cameras in there. And if you kind of figure it out, it's about $1, a little less than $1 a day to set up this system, secure your home and your family in about 30 minutes. You can try it 60-day risk-free. See if you like it. If you don't, send it back free of charge. Customize your perfect system with your home in just a couple of minutes. SimplySafeDan.com. Go today. Claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off interactive monitoring. SimplySafeDan.com.